Welcome to Twisted Tales of Madness and Murder Presents The Price of Blood. This tale begins on a rainy, windy evening at a two-story abandoned warehouse with boarded-up windows and graffiti-covered walls sitting out in the middle of the woods. A gust of wind rattles a loose piece of siding on the warehouse as giant trees that surround it sway back and forth. Suddenly, the warehouse door swings open and Jacob, in his fifties, barefoot and wearing dirty jeans and a blood-stained t-shirt, looks out. He struggles to hold up Richard, also in his fifties, who is barefoot and wearing only a pair of filthy slacks with IVs hanging from his arm. Jacob frantically scans the area as Richard struggles to keep conscious, causing Jacob to slap him across the face. Don't fucking pass out on me. You need to stay fucking awake. Laboring to carry Richard, Jacob hurries down a gravel road, but stops when a pair of headlights approach. Ah, fuck me. Those cocksuckers are already coming back. Jacob quickly drags Richard across the gravel and into the woods. Tires can be heard crunching gravel, followed by car doors shutting, as Jacob, as quietly as possible, continues to push through the foliage, but falls, trying to step over a large log. Richard falls on the other side of it, as branches snap from all around him. Jacob, terrified, looks out into the darkness. Why are you doing this to us? Leave us alone! We didn't do anything to you. All of a sudden, the branches stop snapping. Jacob slowly grabs the log and pulls himself up, then sticks his hand down to Richard. Hurry up. Give me your fucking hand. Richard slowly reaches up, but is suddenly yanked into the darkness, <coughs> screaming, and then abruptly stops. Figures dart in and out of the shadows all around Jacob, who frantically turns to run, but slams right <coughs> into a tree knocking himself unconscious. Jacob, woozy, opens his eyes to find himself being dragged by his feet by a man. What the fuck's going on? Whoa, 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 please, 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 please don't do this. Just let me go. I, I, I promise I won't tell anybody. The man ignores him. Jacob struggles to break free as he is dragged up the gravel road toward the warehouse. No, 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 no! I can't go back in there. Somebody, please, help me! Don't do this to me! Jacob claws at the gravel, desperately, as he is dragged back into the warehouse and the door slams shut. A new day has started, and we find a rusty white station wagon slowly rolling to a stop under a willow tree, just down the street from a row of suburban homes. Kyle, in his twenties, wearing jeans and a black t-shirt, stares out the window at the houses, then grabs a map covered with red circles from the passenger's seat and studies it. <sighs> Where the fuck am I? Tossing the map back down on the seat, he reaches into the back and drags up a weathered leather case and flips it open, pulling out a handful of missing flyers with his brother's photo on it. Kyle walks up to a faded blue rambler with an off-white picket fence and a no-soliciting sign hanging on the gate. He slowly pushes the gate open, then walks up to the front door and rings the bell. 
Kyle patiently waits as the front door opens, and Frank, in his 50s, wearing slacks and a dress shirt, appears, quickly looking Kyle up and down. I'm guessing we must have ourselves some kind of emergency going on. Kyle looks at Frank, confused. I'm sorry, sir. I don't understand. Emergency? Frank rolls his eyes. I don't want to insult your intelligence by suggesting you lack the ability to comprehend the English language in its written form, but there is a no soliciting sign prominently displayed on the gate you just walked through. Kyle glances back at the gate, then at Frank. I actually did see that, sir, but I'm really trying to... Frank, irritated, holds his hand up. Please don't interrupt me when I'm speaking. That is extremely rude. Now... You are planning on trying to sell me something I don't need, correct? All of a sudden, Ariana, who is 18, appears behind Frank, wearing cut-off jean shorts and a blue bikini top, and stares at Kyle. Frank catches Kyle's distraction and glances back, finding Ariana, causing him to shake his head in disgust. Damn it, girl! What have I told you about parading around dressed up like some kind of whore? You look cheap as all get out. For Christ's sake, go and put on some decent clothes. Ariana glares at Frank, then flashes Kyle a flirtatious smile before disappearing down the hall. Angry, Frank turns back to Kyle. I'm really sorry for bothering you, sir. I'm, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm actually trying to find my brother. Kyle hands Frank a photo. Maybe you've seen him around town? Frank ignores the photo as he glares at Kyle. You're wasting my time. Please, sir, if you could just take a look at the photo. Frank glances down at the photo, then back at Kyle. Like I said, you're wasting my time. Frank closes the door, but Kyle sticks his foot out, stopping it. Maybe you can let your daughter look at the photo? Are you kidding me? She's about as dumb as a box of hammers, so she won't be able to help you. Glancing down at Kyle's foot, Frank grins. This conversation is over. Frank stamps on Kyle's foot, causing him to jerk it back as the door slams. Kyle flexes his foot, relieving the pain. Thanks for your time, asshole. Kyle walks to the gate and shoves it open, making his way toward the other houses. Discouraged after canvassing the entire neighborhood, Kyle lumbers up the road toward his car when he notices somebody lying on the hood. What the fuck is going on here? As Kyle steps up to the car, he realizes it's Ariana, who is now wearing sunglasses. Excuse me, but can I help you with something? Ariana casually glances up at Kyle. Well, that really depends. Kyle, confused, stares at Ariana. Depends on what? If you know how to use those hands of yours or not. Kyle glances down at his hands. My hands. Yes, your hands. Do they work? Last time I checked. Fantastic. Then I guess you can help. Ariana all of a sudden tosses a bottle of suntan lotion at Kyle as she slides off the hood and turns her back to him. Kyle studies the bottle of lotion. What's your deal? You plan to just stand there with your dick in your hand or are you going to squirt some of that shit on my back? Ariana glances back at him. Don't worry, I don't bite. Yet. Kyle slowly squirts some lotion into his hand, then softly applies it to her shoulders. By the way, my name's Kyle. Did I ask for your fucking name? 
I just thought you would want to know whose hands were on you. Ariana shrugs her shoulders. I don't give a flying fuck as long as they get the job done. I guess you could call me old-fashioned. But any chance I could get your name? Oh, Christ, what is it with you and these goddamn names? We both know you just want to get in my pants. Kyle pulls his hands back, insulted. What are you talking about? I wasn't thinking that at all. Ariana spins around, pulling her sunglasses off, and stares into Kyle's eyes. Really? So you don't want to fuck me? Kyle, shocked, stands in silence as Ariana puts her sunglasses back on, then steps up against Kyle, rubbing her breasts against his chest. Not to state the obvious here, but your silence clearly speaks volumes. Ariana glances down at her nipples, then back at Kyle. I swear to God, my fucking nipples could cut glass right now. Kyle remains silent as Ariana shakes her head in disgust. That's a real shame you don't want to fuck me because I assure you, you've never felt a tighter pussy than the one between my legs. Ariana slowly takes a step back. Most guys I come across want to pin my legs behind my head and go to town. I'm not most guys, I guess. Ariana smirks. Ugh, whatever. So did I hear right that you're looking for your brother or some shit like that? Kyle nods his head as he hands a photo to her. He disappeared a couple weeks ago, in these parts, selling educational books. Ariana stares back at Kyle in amazement. <laughs> educational books? Are you fucking twisting my twat right now? Who in their right fucking mind thinks people actually want to educate themselves? Ariana pulls her phone out and holds it up. If you haven't noticed, people get their fucking information from TikTok now, and not fucking books. Kyle shrugs his shoulders. It's the only thing he could get. Ariana rolls her eyes. He obviously didn't try very fucking hard because he could have made a lot more money just creating an OnlyFans site and jerking off to Jello or some weird shit like that. <laughs> okay. Well, your intelligence level is definitely higher than a box of hammers. Ariana glares at Kyle. What the hell is that supposed to mean? Kyle holds his hands up. It was just a comment that your father made earlier. Ariana turns and glares toward the house. That piece of shit should really learn to keep his mouth shut. Ariana turns back to Kyle and looks at the photo. He's pretty fucking hot. I bet he has a nice-sized cock. Could really split me open. Kyle, not sure what to say, just stands in silence as Ariana reaches out and gently touches his cheek. I'm sure you swing a nice-sized hammer as well. So, other than your brother, you got a family someplace? No, it's just me and him. My parents were killed in a car accident when we were young. Ariana looks at the photo again. Mm, you might be in luck because I think I've actually seen him around town. Kyle's eyes grow wide. Really? Ariana holds her hand up. Ugh, don't go getting all excited and shit because I can't be for certain. I can get you more info, but it won't be until later. That's not a problem. I can hang around town as long as needed. Ariana sticks her hand out. Uh, give me your phone. Kyle reaches into his pocket and pulls his phone out, which she grabs. Kyle watches as she types in her contact information. I'll text you as soon as I can. Ariana looks up at the sun. Mm, could take a while, and it's going to be dark soon. Maybe you can get some food or something. There's this diner just off Spencer Road. <laughs> that works for me, because I can certainly eat. Whew. Ariana runs her fingers 
down Kyle's cheek. You could certainly eat my fucking pussy right now. Kyle, caught off guard, is about to say something, but stops when a whistle can be heard, followed by Frank's voice. Where the hell are you, girl? Ariana glances back toward her house, then back at Kyle. You need to get the fuck out of here before he sees us together. He gets all agitated and jealous when he sees me with other guys. I suppose it has something to do with the fact that he's had me all to himself for all these years. The thought of another man's hands all over my ass just drives him crazy. Kyle stares at Ariana, confused. We are still talking about your father, right? Ariana laughs as she saunters toward her house, but glances back at Kyle. By the way, my name's Ariana. Ariana smiles, then continues to her house. Kyle watches her disappear around a corner, then gets in his car. Kyle steps into a smoke-filled, noisy diner and stands next to the Please Wait to Be Seated sign. Michelle, an attractive blonde waitress in her 30s, comes out of the back, carrying a tray full of food, and gives Kyle a quick smile. If you don't feel like waiting, feel free to grab a seat at the bar. Kyle walks over and sits down at the small bar as Michelle steps up and hands him a menu, then turns to walk away until Kyle stops her. Excuse me. Michelle turns back to him with a surprised look. That was quick. No, sorry. Uh, I, um, I was just going to ask if by chance you might have seen my brother around. Kyle pulls out one of the photos and places it on the counter, allowing Michelle to look at it. Sure wish I could say I've seen him, but unfortunately I haven't. Can I get you something to eat or drink? Kyle quickly scans the menu. Um, I'll go with the cheeseburger, please. Sounds good. Kyle hands Michelle back the menu. She fills out a ticket and sticks it in the kitchen window, which is quickly grabbed by the cook. Don Sagara, in his 40s, an overweight man with greasy black hair and wearing a sweat-stained t-shirt, comes up to the counter. Hey, sugar tits, I got one of those gut-busting chili dogs for pickup. Uh, whoa, I should not have had that snack on the way over. Don sits down and watches Michelle look into the kitchen, then back at Don. Couple minutes still. So what's the deal? Giving any thought to my proposition? Michelle glares at Don. Not in this lifetime. Goddamn cool down, baby doll. You act like I'm some kind of fucking monster. I'm just trying to put a little extra coin in your pocket is all. Don notices Kyle and places his filthy hand on his shoulder. What's going on, friend? The name's Don. Don Sagata. Kyle glances at Don's hand on his shoulder, then at Don. Uh, Kyle. Let me ask you a question, Kyle. What are you doing, Don? I've told you before not to bother the customers. Does he look fucking bothered? Don turns his attention back to Kyle. In your opinion, what's hotter? Watching two hot chicks going at it or two dudes railing on one hot chick? Kyle, uncomfortable, glances around the diner before looking back at Don. Christ, boy, I ain't asking you to fucking recite the goddamn Declaration of Independence or nothing. Do you blow your load faster watching two chicks deep clean their carpets, or does a hot chick getting pounded by two dudes get your baby goo boiling? What makes you think I even watch porn? Don leans back, smiling. Don't play choir boy with me. Come on. Everybody watches porn. These people that say they don't, well, they're fucking lying. Kyle again glances around the diner, then leans closer to Don. I guess I would go with the two-girl option. Don, 
slaps his hands together as he looks over at Michelle. See, this is what guys want. They don't want to see some dude's cock swinging around. Why don't you try not talking so loud and go tell somebody that actually gives a shit? Michelle grabs a tray of food and walks it out to a table as Kyle stares at Don. So I take it you make porn? Damn straight I do. Granted, I'm no Roland Polanski or Steven Spielberg. Yeah, I'm probably Roland Polanski. Anyway, I'm trying, all right? And when I get to L.A., that will change. Until then, I work over at the free clinic. Kyle stares at Don, confused. Free clinic? All right, maybe you haven't noticed, but Ording gets a lot of transients, and you should see some of the characters that come out of that fucking train. A good portion of them, well, they look like something from a goddamn zombie flick. I'm talking the walking fucking dead. So being the compassionate town that Ording is, a clinic was built to test them. What do you test them for? Everything. We give these people the once-over, you know, a complete physical. And since we're on the topic, when was the last time you got a full panel of blood work done in the lab? Kyle holds his hands up. (laughs) I'm good. Besides, I, I have a thing about needles. The sheriff, in his 50s, wearing a dark green uniform, suddenly grabs Don's shoulder. Don't you have work to finish? Michelle walks up and tosses a brown bag in front of Don, which he snatches up and walks out as she smiles at the sheriff. Afternoon, Sheriff. Ready for your order? Eh, wouldn't be here if I wasn't. Taking his hat off, the sheriff sets it on the counter. As he sits in Don's empty seat, Michelle disappears into the kitchen as the sheriff stares at Kyle. Afternoon. Say, uh, you're not from around here. No, sir. I'm actually looking for my brother. Kyle slides the photo of his brother over toward the sheriff. Just as his phone indicates a text message, the sheriff glances down at the photo as Kyle reads a text from Ariana, telling him she needs to talk right away. Can't say that I've seen anybody like that not familiar at all. Thanks for looking. Kyle reaches into his pocket and pulls out some money, throwing it on the counter. Please tell her I'm sorry, but I've got to go. Kyle walks out as Michelle comes out with the sheriff's food in a plastic bag. Where did he go? Michelle looks at the sheriff. What the hell did you say to him? The sheriff shrugs his shoulders. Now, I didn't say anything. I just told him I hadn't seen his brother. His phone dinged. He said he had to go. And he left this. The sheriff slides the money Kyle left toward her as Michelle glances down at the photo. I can't stand by and do nothing anymore. They need to be stopped. The sheriff nervously scans the diner, then looks back at Michelle. Look, you need to watch what you're saying. You know they have people all over. Michelle points at the sheriff. I realize I'm just as guilty for taking their money, but that stops today. The sheriff stands up and puts his hat on. Why make a big deal out of this? It's not like you're getting hurt. Because I have a conscience I've shoved aside for too long. There's only so much I can do to protect you. I can protect myself. I really hope so, Michelle. I really do. I just don't want to see anything happening to you. Then help me stop them. Look, I'm just as sick of this shit as you are. And I really wish I could do something about it. I really do. But right now, it's just not possible. The sheriff grabs his food and walks out the door. 
Michelle watches the sheriff walk out, then hears laughter coming from the kitchen. <laughs> Michelle slowly steps up to the door and swings it open, finding Chad in his 20s, wearing a hooded sweatshirt and sunglasses. Where the hell is my cook? What did you do? Chad, smiling, glances over at a man slumped against the refrigerator, then back at Michelle. Oh, I wouldn't worry about that. He'll be just fine. Unfortunately, he may have one hell of a fucking headache, but nothing compared to what we're going to do to you. Michelle steps in, closing the door behind her. How dare you come in here and fuck with my cook and threaten me? <laughs> it's not a threat, baby. We're going to do god-awful things to that sexy body of yours. You'll regret ever thinking you could go against us. Chad pulls out a cell phone. You really think you can fucking scare me? Well, I know we scare you, bitch. When the sun goes down, it's your funeral. Chad turns and walks out the back door, with Michelle quickly following him. Michelle steps out the back door and finds Chad still on his phone, nearing the corner of the building. Hey, Fangfuck. Ah, was it finished with you? Chad keeps walking as Michelle pulls a dog whistle out of her pocket and blows into it, causing Chad to suddenly stop and drop the phone. I've got a feeling you can hear me now, asshole. Michelle blows into the whistle, again, causing Chad to reach up and pull back his hood, grabbing his ears and knocking his sunglasses off. Smoke rolls off his head as he spins around to exchange one quick glance with Michelle before his head violently explodes. Black goo splatters the back of the graffiti-covered building as Michelle slides the whistle back in her pocket, then strolls up to the puddle of black goo and picks up the cell phone. Who is this? I know you can hear me. Michelle can only hear heavy breathing. You are all fucking dead. The phone goes silent. Kyle sits in the front seat of his car and calls Ariana, waiting several rings before she answers. Hello? Kyle looks down at the phone, confused. It's me. You told me to call right away? Who is this? Are you serious? <sighs> Jesus Christ, you're a temperamental son of a bitch, aren't you? Maybe if I got down on my knees and sucked your cock, you'd relax a little? Did you find something out about my brother? <sighs> wow, okay. I literally just offered up my mouth as a cum dumpster to you, and you don't care? You're wasting my time. Kyle reaches down to hang up. Fuck, I'm sorry. I was just busting your balls a bit. I do have information. Kyle pulls his finger back. So what information do you have? I was just talking to the sheriff. Maybe he can help? Are you fucking kidding me? Do not talk to him again. One thing you cannot do is trust that asshole. In fact, you shouldn't be talking to anybody else in this town right now. Uh, what the hell am I supposed to do then? <sighs> fucking trust me. I know what I'm doing. I've been making some calls, and after talking to some people, I'm pretty sure it's your brother. Hey, 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 are you serious? Where is he? Oh shit, I gotta go. But meet me at the old truck stop in two hours. I'll text you the directions. And remember, don't talk to anybody else. Ariana hangs up as Kyle fires up the car and drives off. Michelle comes around the building, watching as he drives down the road. <gasps> shit. Ariana stands on the side of the road, quickly texting Kyle 
then watches a rusty red van with tinted windows roll up alongside her. Ariana looks at the driver, who motions for her to go to the side door. Ariana walks over to the door and slides it open, revealing a black curtain. Ariana slowly sticks her head through the curtain and is suddenly grabbed and slammed against the inside of the van by Trevor in his 20s, dressed in vintage military clothing. What the fuck do you think you're doing? Ariana struggles as Trevor squeezes her neck. <sighs> Managing the things you fucked up. Listen, you little cunt. I don't need you doing shit. I have everything under control. If that was the case, then we wouldn't have some dude looking for his fucking brother. This is what happens when you don't follow the rules. Trevor rolls his eyes. Fuck those rules and having some split tail try and tell me about them. Makes my balls crawl up into my asshole. I've called Liam and he's coming back. You are one dumb bitch if you actually believe that shit. He doesn't care about this town, or even you for that matter. Oh, you're in for a fucking surprise then. When he gets here, he is going to deal with you and turn me. You are fucking delusional. You are nothing to him. What I should do is turn you right now and make you mine. You're blinded by your own fucking arrogance. With him, I have a much better chance of getting fangs because he was turned by old blood. Trevor suddenly screams, ah! revealing two fangs tearing through his gums as he forces Ariana's head to the side, exposing her neck. Ariana quickly reaches out and grabs hold of the black curtain. Try it and I pull this fucker down and let the sun turn you into a pile of black dog shit. Trevor glares at Ariana then reaches down and pulls her phone out of her pocket. What the fuck are you doing? Doing things my way. Trevor slowly removes his hand from her neck. Ariana adjusts herself, then holds her hand out. Give me my fucking phone! Trevor laughs as he scrolls through the text messages. <laughs> the old truck stop? Perfect. Now give me my phone! Trevor smiles as he holds the phone up. This phone? Trevor smashes it against the side of the van, then tosses it at Ariana. Now get the fuck out of my sight! Ariana glares at Trevor as she slowly steps out of the van and closes the door. Michelle walks into her house that is decorated with various collectibles, including jelly jars filled with a yellowish liquid. Several cats quickly gather around her feet as others stick their heads through the upstairs railing. Michelle tosses her canvas bag on the floor and notices muddy footprints, then slowly flips the lights on, but nothing happens as the floor in the dark living room creaks. Michelle slowly reaches down, grabbing her bag. Apparently, somebody isn't following the rules. Last time I checked, I hadn't given anybody permission to enter my house. A figure suddenly springs out of the darkness grabbing Michelle around the throat and slamming her against the wall. Ethan, in his 20s, with long black hair, stares at her. That welcome old doormat just so happens to be an open invitation, dumb shit. Michelle shakes her head in disgust. Fuck that Martha Stewart catalog. That's the last time I order from her. Michelle looks down at Ethan's wrist, noticing a large infinity tattoo. You're calling me a dumb shit with that ridiculous fucking tattoo on your wrist? How fucking big did you need it? Ethan looks down at his wrist as Michelle yanks a wooden stake out 
But Ethan, laughing, grabs her wrist and pins it against the wall. <laughs> what were you going to do with that, huh? Pick my teeth? Actually, I was going to drive it through that black dead heart of yours. Ethan shakes his head in disappointment. Oh, you watch way too many movies, lady. Those things don't work. Michelle smiles at Ethan. Good thing I prefer books and have two hands. Michelle brings her other hand up with a stake in it and plunges it into ah! Ethan's chest, causing him to drop her as he lets out a thunderous scream. Stakes do work if the wood comes from the European larch. You know, the ones only found in the mountainous locations of Romania. Ethan spins around, shaking, then falls to his knees, grabbing at his face, pulling off chunks of flesh, and allowing black goo to seep out. I've done my homework, Count Dipshit. Michelle shoves him over with her foot, and his body hits the floor with a splat, sending black goo in all directions. Michelle walks into the kitchen, opening a cabinet and pulling out a bottle of whiskey. She unscrews the cap and is about to take a drink, but is startled by a voice. <laughs> you think you're just so fucking smart. Michelle, irritated, puts the bottle down then turns around and finds Clint, in his twenties, standing in the doorway, holding her bag, sorting through it. Oh, you've gone and made yourself a nice little vampire survival kit. Too bad nothing in here is going to help you right now. Clint tosses the bag on the ground, as Michelle grabs a rolling pin off the counter. What the fuck is your plan with that thing, bitch? You gonna hit me with it? <laughs> You're pathetic. I get to come here and kill you, while all the others get to kill that other guy at the old truck stop. I seriously was believing that you were just a waste to come out of your dad's sorry old nutsack, but that is actually useful information. Clint slowly drags his long fingernails across the counter, peeling the Formica back. What are you waiting for? Clint takes another step toward her. For you to get closer. Clint stops as Michelle swings the rolling pin, shattering several of the mason jars that are sitting on the kitchen island and drenching him with yellowish liquid. Clint staggers back, shaking violently as he opens his mouth to scream, but all that comes out is black goo that splatters the floor. His body sucks in and turns inside out as Michelle drops to the floor. Clint explodes, covering the kitchen with black goo. Michelle slowly stands up, picking up her bag, then walks over to the counter, setting it down next to the whiskey bottle. She reaches for it, but is suddenly grabbed from behind and tossed out the sliding glass door and into the backyard. Michelle, covered in cuts and glass, slowly gets to her knees and crawls toward a section of yard covered in leaves. All I want is a fucking drink. Is that too hard to ask? Wade, in his twenties, steps out the busted back door. This is what I get for letting those two dipshits try and take care of business. I should have just dealt with you from the start. I don't know where you think you're crawling away to. Wade stops and stares at her ass as she continues crawling. Granted, I don't mind watching that sexy ass. I think me and you could have a real good time. Maybe I'll take you for a spin after I kill you. Michelle 
continues to crawl toward a pile of leaves and comes to a stop on the other side of them, turning back around as Wade walks toward her. First of all, you are not my type, and I seriously doubt you can even get that limp dick up. I'll fucking show you just what this cock can do. Wade, angry, storms over to Michelle, stepping in the middle of the leaves, causing a board lined with wooden spikes to spring up from underneath, impaling him. Wade thrashes around for a few seconds before his remains drip off the spikes and form a puddle of black goo below. Michelle glares at the spikes and what little remains are left hanging from them. I think you got the point that I'm not interested. And, not to judge, but I really got a strong feeling you are the kind that likes to get pegged. Michelle crawls back toward the house. Can I please just have my fucking drink now? Kyle opens the door and steps out of his car, looking at the dark, abandoned building that used to be a truck stop. Closing the door, he takes a couple steps toward the building. Ariana? Ariana, are you here? Kyle takes another step, but suddenly stops when Trevor steps out of the darkness. So, you are the little cocksucker causing all the trouble in my town. Kyle slowly takes a step back. Sorry. Uh, I must be at the wrong place. Trevor steps toward Kyle. No, you're in the right spot, but you are certainly not getting your little dick wet tonight. Kyle turns quickly to get back into his car, but Trevor is suddenly in front of him and punches him in the stomach, dropping him to the ground. (coughs) That had to fucking hurt. Kyle, winded, looks up at Trevor. (sighs) Please... Don't kill me. That's funny, because those are the same words your sorry-ass brother muttered before I killed him. Kyle watches in horror as Trevor's eyes roll back in his head, revealing blackness. I've got a feeling you are going to taste good. Trevor's head shakes violently as fangs rip through his gums as he forces Kyle's head to the side. The others are stupid for not wanting to feed this way. Fresh blood right from the tap. Nothing is better. Trevor places the tips of his fangs on Kyle's neck, but quickly pulls away when a car speeds into the parking lot, stopping right in front of him. What the fuck is this? Trevor stands in shock as Liam, in his 30s, dressed in a high-priced suit that matches his black hair, steps out of the car along with Ted in his thirties, a muscular man, and Ariana. I can't believe my fucking eyes, but it would certainly appear that you are about to drink that human's blood. Trevor stares at Liam. Liam, what are you doing here? I thought you were in Vegas. Trevor shoves Kyle to the ground. I should be. But I've been told some alarming news about how you are fucking up my town and not following my rules. Trevor glares at Ariana, who just shrugs, then looks back at Liam. That is so not true. That bitch has no idea what she is talking about. She is a fucking liar. Liam glances at Ariana, then back at Trevor. She doesn't? That's funny. Because here I am witnessing you with your fucking fangs out about to feed. A clear violation of our laws. You know what? I don't give a shit anymore. 
I'm not the only one tired of shooting shit in my arm. That so-called shit is what keeps you safe. What it's doing is turning us into a pathetic waste of a once-dominant species. We need to be ruling this fucking planet. The blood is tested to ensure our survival. Without it being tested, we chance the possibility of those cocksuckers killing us. Trevor kicks Kyle. Well, I can smell this asshole's blood, and it is clean. Trevor looks down at Kyle, then back at Liam. I'm sick and tired of playing second fiddle to you. You make these so-called rules, then go off and play in fucking Vegas. I'm the one down on the ground doing all the fucking work. The way I see things is that this is my town now. Liam smiles at Trevor. If that is truly what you think, then what are you waiting for? Come and take it from me, then. Trevor looks at Ted, who has his arms folded across his chest. Why are you looking at him? I won't need his help with a pathetic piece of shit like you. Trevor suddenly jumps at Liam, who with little effort grabs him mid-air and slams him down on the ground. Before Trevor can react, Liam reaches down and grabs him by his ankle and swings him, smashing him into the side of Kyle's car. Trevor lays on the ground, dazed, as Liam snaps his fingers and Ted hands him a pair of silver pliers. Liam puts his knee on Trevor's chest, then forces his mouth open, clamping the pliers down on one of his fangs. Just for the record, you brought this on yourself. Liam yanks the fang out and instantly clamps onto the other one as Trevor howls in pain. You don't deserve to die with these in your mouth. Liam jerks the other one out, then stands up as Trevor stares up at him. I'm sorry. I was wrong. Please, just help me. I wouldn't piss down your throat if your guts were on fire. Liam pulls out a syringe and injects the contents into Trevor's neck, then tosses the empty syringe on the ground. Trevor twitches several times, then opens his mouth to say something, but all that comes out is black goo. Liam looks down at Trevor as he grabs onto his leg. That is why we test the blood. Liam kicks Trevor's hand away as Kyle watches Trevor's body begin effervescing as if a thousand angry maggots were trying to bust out. Black goo spurts out of Trevor's eye sockets as his body finally bursts. Liam casually walks over to Kyle. Well, 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 if it isn't the brother, if it helps at all, you or your brother never should have been touched. But as it goes, shit happens. Kyle, scared, stares up at Liam. What are you people? Liam looks at Kyle, surprised. Vampires, of course. All of a sudden, another car comes speeding into the parking lot and slides to a halt, hitting Liam and Ted, knocking them to the ground. Ariana is able to jump out of the way. Michelle swings the car passenger side door open and stares at Kyle. Unless you want to hang out with these motherfuckers and get your blood drained, I suggest you get your ass in the car. Michelle looks out at Liam and Ted, who are getting to their feet, then back at Kyle, as she points at them. Like fucking today. Kyle gets to his feet and jumps in the car just as Michelle speeds off. Liam stares at the car, speeding away. Now would someone please tell me who that was? Ariana walks up to him. 
It was that cunt from the diner. You know, the one that's all buddy-buddy with the sheriff? The waitress. We can't let them get away. Don't worry, baby girl. They won't get far. Liam pulls out his cell phone and dials. Michelle looks over at a stunned Kyle as she speeds down the road. You fucking okay or what? Kyle stares out the window. I'm far from fucking okay. Those are fucking vampires, motherfucking vampires. Michelle casually nods her head. Yes, they were, and we just kicked the fucking hornet's nest. Michelle reaches into the back and pulls her canvas bag up front, dropping it in between them. Now, the shit in this bag will save your life. Kyle glances down at the bag. What's in it? The necessary tools to kill every one of those fang fucks. Kyle opens the bag, finding a collection of stakes, crosses, and a bag of crushed garlic, and a plastic squirt gun. We need to gear up because they are going to be on us like flies on shit. Kyle holds up the squirt gun. This is supposed to kill them. Some of the contents spill out onto his hand, which he smells, then quickly pulls his head away. Oh, Jesus Christ, is that cat piss? Of course it is. Kyle wipes his hand on the car seat. Why the hell do you have cat piss in a squirt gun? Because that's what kills those motherfuckers. I thought holy water killed them. They can swim in that shit. How did you even figure that out? You ever wonder why in all those old Egyptian drawings they always have cats around? Because they really like cats? Protection. Vampires have been around forever. So what do we do? All of a sudden, the car crashes into the side of them, forcing them off the road and into the trees. The car slams into a tree, shattering the front window. A shell lays against the steering wheel covered in busted glass and blood as Kyle slowly opens his eyes. Ah, what the fuck just happened? Michelle slowly lifts her head. Uh, we need to get out of here. Michelle grabs the bag, but is all of a sudden pulled out of the car through the window. Kyle struggles to stay conscious as he hears screaming, then blacks out. A car stops in front of the warehouse as Liam, Ted, and Ariana step out. Ted looks over at Liam. Hey Liam, do you want me to get that piece of shit out for you? Liam waves his hand at him. Don't worry about him. I want you to go inside and get the surprise ready for my baby girl. Ariana looks at Liam with a smile. Surprise for me? Did you actually think I wouldn't get you something? What is it? You'll find out soon enough, but trust me when I say you're going to love it. Ted walks into the warehouse as Liam steps up to the trunk and opens it, finding Kyle unconscious. Kyle opens his eyes, suddenly realizing that he is laying on the muddy ground with his arms and legs tied, as well as his mouth covered with duct tape, a pen filled with pigs milling back and forth is across from him, where Frank, stripped naked, is tied to one of the fence posts with a gag in his mouth. Frank's eyes dart back and forth, but stop once he makes eye contact with Kyle, just as the back door to the warehouse swings open and Liam walks out and over to Frank. 
I don't think your little girl's a daddy's girl anymore. Ted comes walking out of the warehouse, guiding a blindfolded Ariana. Ted stops her right in front of Frank as Liam steps up to her and pulls the blindfold off. Never say I didn't get you anything. Ariana, speechless, stares at Frank, who tries to speak, but everything is muffled. Liam pulls out a long, jagged knife and hands it to Ariana. I think it's about time you send this fucker straight to hell. <laughs> really? Yes, really. I've made you wait long enough. Ariana squeezes the handle of the knife until her knuckles turn white, then takes the tip of the knife and gently drags it across Frank's face. <laughs> now it's time to feel helpless as somebody sticks things in your body. Ariana drags the knife down his chest to his legs as he struggles and screams into his gag. What's with all the screaming? We haven't even started. Wasn't it you who told me screaming will only make it hurt worse? Ariana suddenly drives the knife into his upper leg. <laughs> now you have something to fucking scream about. Ariana pulls the knife out and sticks it in the other leg as blood rolls down Frank's leg, forming a puddle at his feet and causing several of the pigs to gather, snorting. You were supposed to protect me from monsters, not be the monster. Ariana forces the knife down, splitting Frank's leg down to his knee as he thrashes around, sending the pigs into a frenzy. Ariana puts the blade under his testicles. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be the woman I am today. Do you have any idea what kind of woman that is? Without warning, Ariana slices off his testicles, watching as they flop to the ground. I'm the ruthless, vindictive type. Ariana viciously slashes his body as Liam looks over at Ted. Remind me never to get on her bad side. A blood-splattered Ariana grabs hold of Frank's hair, yanking his head back, putting the blade to his throat. She begins sawing back and forth, but halfway through his neck, she stops and lets his head flop against the fence post. Rotten hell, you sick fuck. Ariana spits on his body and storms into the warehouse as pigs slam against the fence, fighting for what blood they can get. I think somebody had some daddy issues. Ted walks up and cuts the ropes, holding Frank's body, and flips him into the pig pen as Liam suddenly punches Kyle in the face, knocking him out. Kyle wakes, finding himself secured to a metal table with IVs hooked to his arms. He turns his head and spies other people tied down to tables. Kyle sees a set of tubes attached to an old man on the table next to him. One tube is pumping in a clear liquid and the other is pumping out blood. The blood runs down the tube and under the table, filling a collection of small vials. All of a sudden, a beeping sound from one of the tables echoes through the warehouse causing a door to open across the room. Kyle twists and turns, trying to see who is behind him. <laughs> I had a feeling I'd see you again. <laughs> Don, sweaty and dirty, wearing a bloody apron, looks down at Kyle, then looks over at the table that is beeping. Oh, fuck, if it ain't one goddamn thing around here, it's another. Don smiles at Kyle. Uh, don't you go nowhere. 
Don walks over to the table with the old man on it and wiggles some of the tubing under the table, then takes the needle and slides it in and out several times. Don reaches and flips the switch on the machine, stopping the beeping. Ooh, all tapped out there, sport. Unhooking the IVs, Don looks back at Kyle. These damn hobo types are easy pickings, but man, sometimes they end up being more fucking trouble than they're worth. Grabbing filled vials from under the table, Don takes them to a case on another table and slides them into styrofoam pockets, then closes the case. Don rubs his hands together as he looks at the old man. (laughs) Time to take that farewell ride. Don grabs a rolling cart and places it next to the table then grabs hold of the old man and slides him onto it. Don pushes the cart up a ramp to a series of roll-up doors. Don pushes a button activating the door and filling the warehouse with the sounds of pigs, then walks up to the edge. Oink, oink, you filthy shits. Don grabs the cart and tips it, sliding the old man off and down into the pigs that instantly begin tearing him apart, then closes the door. Don walks up to a machine, spinning a vial of blood that slowly ejects a piece of paper. Couple more seconds and we'll know if your blood, good to go. Pulling the paper off, Don smiles. You're clean. Don walks over to Kyle, who is looking up at him. Mm. Don holds his hands out. I don't know what you want from me. Kyle continues his muffled pleas for help. Just enjoy what little life you have left. Don bends down and grabs a vial from under Kyle. This is a good pace. Kyle slams his head against the table. What the hell are you fucking doing? Kyle continues to bang his head on the table. You bust your head open and waste all that blood? Man, I am fucked. Kyle continues. If I take that gag out of your mouth, you gonna fucking stop? Kyle nods. Dude, I am not fucking around here. You go and pull any funny shit and you're done. We understand each other. Kyle nods again as Don tears the gag off, allowing Kyle to take a deep breath. (sighs) Now just untie me. Do I have stupid stamped on my fucking forehead? Unless you want that gag back in your mouth, you keep that fucking trap shut. They'll kill me if you don't untie me. You better come to terms with this, because I ain't letting you go. I don't want to die. I don't want to be fat, but here I am. I'm dealing with it. Are you a vampire? Don rolls his eyes. Me? (laughs) Hell no. Look at me. These fucking cocksuckers are picky. Don slaps his gut. They want pretty people, not fat fucking bastards like me. Why the hell are you helping them? Because I enjoy living. You know, I also don't mind the cash they throw my way, and I'm very close to having enough coin to start up my own production company, right? You're selling out your own kind, so you can make porn. What can I say? I love looking at tits and ass, dude. Fuck you, man. You're pathetic. Yeah, that's your opinion, but I'm not the one strapped to a table right now. No, being bled dry. Don turns to walk away, but Kyle stops him. If they're vampires, why don't they just bite my neck and suck my blood out? Don turns back to Kyle. 
Times have fucking changed, man. Come, what did they used to do that kind of shit? Yeah, but over the course of time, the bloodlines got all fucking whack out and bent out of shit. I don't know, man. Certain vampires no longer were able to produce fangs. Don points to his teeth. Now, when the shit started happening, the ones with the fangs wanted to take out the ones without the fangs, but it was found to be profitable for me supplying these fuckers with blood. But what's with all this screening of the blood shit? Oh, the governments. Yeah, the governments of the world all got together and decided they needed to exterminate all the vampires. Yeah, basically every big virus that you've ever heard of or suddenly pops up, it's an attempt to poison them. What the fuck are you talking about? Governments knew about them? Don looks at Kyle, surprised. Don't tell me you're one of those fucking idiots that believes everything their fucking government tells us. God, dude. Oh. <sighs> Hold on. Why'd they not try killing them right away? Fucking money, of course, huh? But eventually the vampires, well, they became a threat. So, like I was saying, they started experimenting with different strains of the flu, or the newest attempt, what was that, that COVID shit? Uh, yeah, but COVID was killing all those people. Yeah, uh, the side effects. That was what it would, you know, fuck with some people. But all those that got through it, it had this antibody released in their blood. And when a vamp got out of that, well, they were fucking toast. So they just take people at random and drain them? Yeah, normally they pick the loners, people nobody would miss. But that's why we're pulling the transients off that train. It works fucking perfect. Unfortunately, your dumbass brother was taken when he shouldn't have been. Ugh. So my brother's here? Yeah, he, he expired about a week ago. His belongings are in that pile of shit over there. Don points in the corner of the warehouse that has a pile of clothing. How could the people in this town let this happen? Because most of them have no idea it's happening, all right? And the ones that do know are making a lot of fucking money. So they're not gonna stop. God damn, you're dumb. The warehouse door suddenly busts open and the sheriff charges in. You cut him loose. Don stares at the sheriff in shock. Listen, you have shit stuck in your ears? I say cut the kid loose. Don looks at Kyle, then at the sheriff. They'll kill me if I do, and then they'll kill you too. I guess I'll just have to cross that bridge when the time comes. The sheriff yanks his revolver out and sticks the barrel under Don's chin. Don't make me ask you again. The sheriff pulls the hammer back. Okay, okay, Jesus fucking Christ, put that goddamn cannon away. I'm not gonna argue with the law. Just put that thing away, put it in its holster. The sheriff lowers the gun as Don unhooks Kyle, allowing him to sit up. If I was you, I'd get my ass out of this town as fast as I could. Kyle jumps off the table. These people killed my brother, along with countless others, and you protected them. All that stops tonight. Are you sure about that? They spin around to find Liam standing by the door along with Ted and Ariana. Several other people are standing behind them, blocking the door. Liam, I, I, I tried to stop him. Man, Liam, I tried to stop him. Looks like you tried really hard. Liam steps toward them, causing the sheriff to point the gun at him. That's far enough, asshole. What is it that you think you're doing, Sheriff? We had an agreement. An agreement that you were well paid for. The Sheriff pulls out an envelope of money and tosses it at Liam's feet. The killing stops right now, right here. 
Just because you've grown a conscience doesn't change anything. You can't stop us. I can do whatever I want. Because this is my town, not yours. This hasn't been your town for some time. Liam takes a step toward the sheriff. Take another step. I will shoot you where you stand. I'm pretty sure that isn't going to happen. Liam suddenly springs forward, landing in front of the sheriff and knocking the gun out of his hand. The sheriff swings at him, but Liam grabs his arm and tears it from his body and watches as blood pumps out of his arm socket. So much for the long arm of the law. Liam tosses the arm, then shoves the sheriff to the ground. Kyle turns to run, but Liam is suddenly in front of him. Where do you think you're going? Liam lifts him into the air, then looks at Dawn. Is he clean? Yep, good to go. Liam opens his mouth, revealing his fangs, when all of a sudden Ted screams out. Ted grabs his groin and the knife that the barely alive sheriff has shoved into him. Ted staggers around for a minute, then drops to his knees as Liam drops Kyle, then storms over and steps on the sheriff's head, crushing it. Hey, asshole. They all turn, finding Kyle aiming the sheriff's gun at them. Dodge this. Kyle fires several rounds at a pallet of propane tanks, then drops to the floor. Liam scoops up Ariana and gets out the door as the rounds hit the tanks, exploding them. Don is hit with a fireball that blasts him across the warehouse. Kyle, keeping low to avoid the fire, goes out the back door. Kyle, with the gun out in front of him, runs from the burning building, when all of a sudden, a beam from a flashlight blinds him. I'll be dipped in shit. You're still fucking alive. The flashlight turns off, revealing Michelle, as Kyle stares at her in shock. <laughs> Look who's talking. I heard you screaming when they pulled you out of the car. I thought they killed you. Those tool bags couldn't kill shit. What you heard was one of them little bitches screaming like a girl. One of them grabbed me from behind and tossed me down the hill, knocking me out. By the time I woke up, they had already taken you. Michelle steps toward him. What are you doing? Don't come near me. How do I know you weren't turned into one of those bloodsuckers? A ball of fire suddenly blasts through the roof and into the air, drawing Kyle's attention, allowing Michelle to run over and grab his wrist, knocking the gun free. Then she points it at him. If I was one of them, you'd already be dead. Good point. Michelle gives the gun back just as a vampire comes charging at her. She quickly pulls out a pencil-sized piece of wood and sticks it in the vampire's chest, driving it back and watching as it violently dies. It's not the size that matters, but how you use it. All of a sudden, they are surrounded by a collection of vampires, and Michelle pulls out the dog whistle. This some kind of circle jerk, or are you fuckers gonna try and kill me? The vampires converge on them, but Michelle blows the whistle, and Kyle watches in amazement as one by one the heads explode. Holy shit. Michelle looks over at him. Pretty fucking cool, right? All of a sudden, the whistle is jerked from her hand, and her face is scratched. Michelle turns to find Liam holding the whistle. So you must be the big swinging dick of the group. And you must be that fucking waitress that has killed so many of my people. 
You sound left out, but don't worry. I'll kill you as well. Liam laughs, then suddenly springs past her, dragging his nails across her arm, tearing it open. Michelle grabs her arm as Liam springs back past her, ripping her other arm open. You chicken shit cocksucker. You going to bounce around like a goddamn kangaroo, or are you actually going to fight me? Liam, smiling, walks right up to her as she reaches into her bag, pulling out a stake. But he grabs her wrist and snaps it, causing her to drop the stake, which he catches. Michelle stares into Liam's lifeless eyes, just as Liam sticks the stake in her chest and lets her fall to the ground. Ariana looks down at her, then at Kyle. She's a little rough around the edges, but you could still bang her. Granted, you'd have to do all the work. Kyle goes for the bag, but Liam knocks him to the ground, then puts his foot on his chest as he glances at Ariana. You ready or what? (laughs) Fuck yes, baby. Ariana, smiling, steps up to him and tilts her head to the side, exposing her neck as Liam sinks his teeth into her, causing her eyes to roll back. Then after several seconds, turn a solid black. Liam pulls his fangs out as she takes several steps back in a daze. That's my girl. Liam looks down at Kyle. This part takes several minutes, but when she's ready. Liam reaches down and picks Kyle up, so they are face to face. You are going to be her first kill. A stake suddenly bursts out of Liam's chest and partially sticks into Kyle's. Well, ain't that a motherfucker? Almost two birds with one stake. Liam, angry, drops Kyle, then spins around, grabbing Ariana by the neck but she quickly knocks his hand away and shoves him against the car. Keep those fucking crumb grabbers off me. Liam glares at Ariana as he begins shaking and smoke slowly rolls off his body. I trusted you. We were going to rule Vegas together. Hate to break the news to you, but I'm the start of a new breed. A breed that is going to take the shitbox of a planet over once and for all. Liam springs at Ariana, but she steps to the side and he falls to the ground. (laughs) Maybe you should try again. Liam tries to stand, but his feet have turned to black goo. I'm not supposed to die like this. Stop whining like a little bitch and just fucking die already. Ariana walks over and shoves Liam over with her foot, then stamps down on his head, popping it like a grape, then turns to Kyle. Men are the biggest fucking cunts. You all walk around swinging your cock like some kind of sword. Like all women should just bow down to you. You treat women with so much disrespect, it makes me fucking sick. Kyle stares at Ariana. Uh, under different circumstances, I would so agree with you right now. But you can go fuck yourself, you crazy bitch. Ariana walks up to Kyle as he starts crawling away backwards. The warehouse is engulfed in flames as Kyle flings a handful of rocks at Ariana. Are you fucking serious? (laughs) Sticks and stones. Ariana laughs as she stands over Kyle, whose hand pushes up against Michelle's bag. What else you got? Kyle smiles. What the fuck are you smiling about? Kyle slowly pulls out a small squirt gun and aims it at Ariana. (laughs) Really? Let me guess. That dumb bitch filled it with holy water. Ariana looks over at Michelle's dead body then back at Kyle. (laughs) The cunt should have known that holy water doesn't even work. What do you expect from a fucking waitress? Well, good thing she wasn't your average everyday waitress. 
because it's actually cat piss. Ariana looks at Kyle, confused. Then her eyes grow wide as he sprays her in the face. Ariana lets out a scream <gasps> as she grabs her face and stumbles backwards. Kyle slowly stands up, watching as Ariana falls to the ground, then turns to a puddle of black goo. Kyle steps up to the puddle and stares down at it. Small towns can go fuck themselves. Kyle turns to the burning building. I'm sorry I couldn't save you in time, brother. But I will avenge you and kill every last motherfucking vampire on this planet. Kyle turns around and picks up the canvas bag, then walks down the gravel road. This concludes the episode, The Price of Blood. If you liked this episode, check out all other episodes and keep your ears open for future ones wherever you get your podcasts.